When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Inner Source Healing Podcast, the program dedicated to helping you heal from toxic abuse. My name is Deborah Ashway, and I'm a licensed clinical mental health therapist and a licensed clinical addiction specialist. But more than that, I'm someone who's been where you are now and has experienced the devastating effects of toxic abuse. It's been a long journey through the path of healing, but I'm here to share with you the insights and the tools that I've gathered along the way. In this podcast, we'll explore the common symptoms that result from experiences with toxic abuse, such as depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, feeling trapped, all the negative cognitions that come along with it. And we'll also dive into the various techniques that are used by these individuals with toxic and manipulative behaviors so that we can identify them. And most importantly, I'll provide valuable techniques and practices to aid in the healing process. The healing journey brings us through these long-standing false perceptions that hold us back from experiencing a more fulfilling and meaningful life. It's about healing from dependency, codependency, trauma bonding, and abuse. Join me as we explore the path to inner healing and empowerment. Today, we are talking about toxic positivity. And what do I mean by toxic positivity? You might be saying, I always thought positivity was a good thing. In fact, I myself always thought that talk, that uh, positivity was a good thing. I thought the goal was to be positive. I was told my whole life, just put on a happy face and be positive. And there's nothing wrong with being positive. So let's define toxic positivity. Because being positive generally is not bad. In fact, it's encouraged. But how does positivity turn toxic? Is it possible to have too much positivity? Toxic positivity is the pressure that one might feel to only display positive emotions or to be happy all the time. And this leads to suppressing negative emotions, which invalidates the human experience. And this is what can lead to trauma and isolation and unhealthy coping mechanisms. This is also what leads to unhealthy, the unhealthy belief that if we're unhappy or suffering in any way, then we must immediately fix it or there's something wrong with us. And then that leads to internalized shame. Toxic positivity can cause people to feel unable to share their true feelings. People will then try to hide their feelings. And there's a saying goes that you're only as sick as your secrets. And this really applies to everything. This is, this is what turns into active repression. Repression turns into shame, which is the underlying factor of almost all negative conditions, almost all negative cognitions and schemas. When you're around people that are positive to a fault, in other words, they don't seem to allow for any other emotion or any other feeling 
other than positive, happy feelings, positive vibes only, then there can be no real connection. It's, it's not a lot different than shutting out reality, like covering your ears and closing your eyes and screaming la 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 in the face of reality. It's, it's pretty unhealthy and it's a very ineffective approach to dealing with situations and nobody learns anything that way. Nobody has any opportunity to advance emotionally or spiritually through avoidance and disconnection. Certainly not through this game of pretend. On the contrary, realistic positivity means acknowledging all feelings. We need to honor all of our feelings in order to navigate this world. And that's what emotions are for. So denying half of those feelings or the negative ones, that keeps us operating in the schemas or the programming rather than our, in our own intuition, rather than from our true authentic self. Life can be painful. And it is sometimes, that's inevitable. And it's important to learn how to deal with that pain rather than sweeping it under the rug or pretending that it doesn't exist. You probably have a deep sense of this. So let's look at the signs of actual toxic positivity. You might know a family member or a friend or even a significant other that drives you crazy and they seem to have that perpetually sunny disposition radiating positivity all the time. And sure, it sounds great in theory, but let's get real. The problem with this is that these so-called well-meaning people continue to spew this toxic positivity and they end up massively invalidating the feelings of others. Their comments are dismissive. They dismiss the emotions and the, the reality and the experiences of people that are actually experiencing real struggles. Being around this is also not good for you. And it also goes overlooked because it's kind of ingrained in our culture a little bit lately to be positive and have positive vibes only. So let's look at some of the signs and the behaviors that these people might exhibit. When someone reacts with like too many positive quotes to very difficult situations, such as just stay positive or everything happens for a reason, or let's focus on something else more positive, or don't be a Debbie Downer. And this is used when there's anything but happy talk, or be strong and choose to be positive. Or if you want to be healthy, you must stay positive. Some of the worst are like, it could always be worse. Or any sentence that's um, starting with the phrase, at least, such as, at least it's not a broken leg. If you, for example, have a broken ankle, your broken ankle hurts. Sayings like this aren't going to take away the pain. And it does no good to pretend like the pain isn't there. The pain is there for a reason because you need to heal. You need to get something fixed. Or any sentence that starts with, just look on the bright side or look at it this way. They're trying to shift your perception to help you avoid looking at the negative experience or emotions that come from it. Or things will always work out for the best. And while this may be true, and I am a firm believer in this, saying that in a moment or hearing that in a moment when you're struggling doesn't help. It actually kind of makes it worse because again, it invalidates the experience of what you're actually going through. Anytime that someone reminds you of problems in other areas of the world 
or the problems that they've had to face in comparison to yours, people or people that have had it worse than you. That's also very unhelpful, very invalidating. Sometimes people say negativity attracts negativity or check your negativity at the door or they'll use kind of a like triangulation or third party training in a way like I just don't want to be around them because of their negativity. So they're sort of telling you, I won't want to be around you either if you're negative. Here's some that I really love. Happiness is a choice. If you ever hear this, don't buy into it because all of your feelings are your feelings. They are there to guide you. Sure, you can choose to be happy. You can choose to wallow in self-pity. Those are choices. But don't negate someone's actual feelings because of an actual experience that they're going through. Being told that you should be grateful. In fact, any statement with the word should in it because that goes back to the program instead of the emotion. And telling you to be grateful in a situation where you're struggling, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to make that big leap and you just need a little bit of support. You need some validation to know that what you're experiencing is real and that there's a reason for it. Or cheer up, it could always be worse. Um, or turning the story around to be about themselves and their troubles and how much worse they have it or being told to just stop thinking about it. And I'm not saying that all of these things are untrue or true, they're just not helpful. And if you're around somebody that you hear this kind of stuff from frequently, it, it doesn't do much good for your connection with your truest authentic self, with your experience of the world. Other signs of toxic positivity might be somebody who ignores your problems altogether. They simply won't acknowledge it or talk about it. They change the subject. They walk away. They they just don't acknowledge it. Um, shame or guilt, sometimes that can be a sign of toxic positivity. For example, if you or someone experiences guilt for being sad or angry, this might be a sign of toxic positivity. Where did this come from? It's important to acknowledge your emotions because they're there for a reason. They're there to guide you. And they, again, are our highest source of guidance. Another sign is that is someone who hides painful emotions. People that hide painful emotions don't seem real to us. It's difficult to connect with these people. They only present the most positive aspects, the most positive sides of themselves in order to feel in order to appear perfect. Did another podcast episode on perfectionism, so that kind of goes along with that. But again, all of these statements only serve to protect the person that's making the statement from feeling uncomfortable about the other person's problems. The other person ends up feeling more alone. So in other words, if you're having a negative experience and someone is making these statements to you, they're trying to serve themselves, not you. They don't want to deal with your problems. They don't want to feel uncomfortable or have to worry about your problems. So you end up feeling more alone. It's kind of like they're just saying, just go put a smile on your face so that the rest of us don't have to feel uncomfortable. That does nothing for you. That does nothing if you're experiencing something that needs your attention. Pain is there to bring your attention to it. It's like if we put our hand on a, on a stove, it hurts, we feel the heat, we pull our hand away. It's there to help us. So we do need to pay attention. It's not always 100% accurate, but 
to ignore it is to just tune into only the cognitions that has been running the show that have been running the show that that's what we're trying to get away from and we're trying to reattach and realign with our more authentic self and when we've been around people that are toxic or manipulative then likely we have been conditioned and programmed to buy into some of this programming and operate from that instead of from our, our most authentic self, instead of from our feelings. So in these situations, authentic feelings get dismissed. And authenticity is the highest form of energy that we can achieve. And any form of denial of emotions, positive or negative, counteracts or hides authenticity. And it keeps us tuned into the programming rather than our highest self, our wisest self. And people learn this toxic positivity through their own conditioning. And they might have encountered childhood trauma where they weren't allowed to express their feelings because their feelings may have been a burden to their parents who may have been very self-centered on their own needs or have had other attachments such as addiction or any number of things. So they might have been conditioned to believe that any negative emotions are a sign of weakness. A lot of people along the cluster B personality disorder, such as narcissistic personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, etc., the they display many behaviors of toxic positivity. This is a protective shield for them. And being around these people with this type of shield up is not only invalidating, it's exhausting. It's like you have to constantly keep up this pretense, even in the face of struggles in order to be around them. There's no real connection with them. And you start to lose connection with your truest self as a result of being around them. So people who tend to act with an over-the-top positive affect run the risk of disingenuous and superficial connections with others. And in fact, with life itself, they're more likely to be bored and seek quick fixes with no genuine or long-lasting fulfillment. A deeper connection comes only from authenticity. Nobody's life is perfect. And it's pointless to try to pretend that it is. We all encounter struggles in life. In fact, struggles are a necessary part of life. That's part of life. Without struggles, there would be no emotional or spiritual growth. That's the point of struggles. There would also be no contrast. And life would get very boring very quickly. But we need the contrast. We need to know what we don't like so that we also know what we do like. And we need to have this. It, it adds value to our life. And in this promotion of positivity that seems to be going on, we often forget the importance of holding space for the messy, complicated emotions that makes us human. The negative encounters and negative emotions are just as important as the positive ones. Without the contrast, we wouldn't be able to appreciate the good without having experienced the bad. It's like looking at a white sheet of paper with nothing on it. There's no contrast. So what is the point? The idea is to learn how to feel the negative emotions, not stuff them down, not ignore them, not pretend that they don't exist, but learn how to feel them, learn how to move through them and also learn from them because what are they teaching us? They're, they're there for a reason. The key is 
finding that delicate balance between encouraging a positive mindset and acknowledging the stormy weather. It's about honoring the difficulties, understanding that it's okay to not be okay, and allowing ourselves and others the freedom to experience the full spectrum of emotions. This will only serve to enrich your human experience. So what do we do around these toxic, positive individuals, these people that don't do the work that you're doing, that want to protect their ego, that are ultimately manipulative? How do we protect our own energy and our own authenticity around them? Because it's very difficult to be around these people and maintain your own connection to yourself. This constant exposure to this can cause depression because it's pressing in on you and you might notice constant tension. You might even notice feelings of anger and, and not even know why. So the best thing to do is to actually tune into your feelings. Don't tune them out. Tune in to the tension that you're feeling in your body. What is it telling you? There's a pull to act out of character or act in a way that is incongruent with your actual emotions. That's the programming. That's the conditioning. So you might need some time and space to yourself in order to return to your truest self. It might be important to distance yourself from these people. Put some space between you and somebody that seems to have a demand for positivity, whether it's overtly or covertly. It could be very subtle, but put some space there at least long enough to regain your sense of experience. If you stay in that mode for too long, you're going to notice stress and the stress comes from trying to be constantly happy or positive around them. It's exhausting after a while. You're going to deplete your resources. You're going to feel drained. You're going to start to blame yourself then for not feeling happy all the time, which leads to that self, that critical self-talk, the guilt, the judgment. It's like a vicious cycle. And all your self-talk and attempts to, re to remain positive become superficial and it feels fake. Like all the affirmations that you try to tell yourself feel like a lie. And it's hard to pull yourself out of this. So the best thing that you can do is to confront the negative feelings. Listen to them. Understand what they're trying to tell you. And you might come up with some of the schemas that have been running running the show, running your life underneath the surface, such as, I'm not good enough and all of those other ones. And this is what a lot of people are referring to now as the shadow work. So figuring out what these cognitions are or the schemas that have been operating you. And if you're afraid of negative emotions, you're never going to be able to do this deeper work and you're not going to heal. So it's going to continue to run your life. But this shadow work is what is most important. It's what most people along the cluster B are afraid of. They don't want to face the flaws. They can't. Their ego won't allow it. And the truth is that these aren't actually even flaws. They're just programs or cognitions that are very painful, but not true. So doing this self-work and this introspection and confronting these cognitions is the difference between you and a narcissist or anyone along that dark triad. Doing this self-work and this introspection is the ultimate healing process. And here's some ways that you can begin to accept your own negative experiences, even among these toxic, positive people. You can 
address and acknowledge the negative feelings or experiences, even if someone is trying to make you feel guilty or bad about it, or even if your own schemas are trying to make you feel guilty or bad about feeling sad. Get to a place where you can feel safe in expressing and feeling these, whether it's crying or journaling or listening to some sad songs or music, but allow these emotions, which is energy, that's attached to some of these schemas, allow it to move through you and allow it to make its appearance in your awareness, in your conscious mind, so that it doesn't continue to run the show subconsciously or or outside of your awareness. Try to listen to what the negative emotions are trying to tell you. Usually that will give you an indication of what your schemas are, the schemas that you're holding on to inadvertently, and and it will be a good indicator of how far off you are from your actual truth. So in other words, the stronger and the more negative the feelings, the further you are from who you actually are at your truest self or the further you are from the actual truth of the situation. When you feel that tension coming up that accompanies trying to suppress negative emotions, take a break. Don't push yourself to be the opposite of what you're feeling. Stop listening to the judgment of others and stop judging yourself for feeling negative or sad. Definitely stop comparing yourself to others. Sometimes that's really easy to fall into. If you're around somebody, if you're with somebody or you have a family member or a friend that's toxically positive and they're over the top all the time with this positive fake smile, it might not even look fake because they're so good at it, but it's easy to, when you're around that, to fall into the comparison trap, to end up thinking that you're less than or that you should be happier, you should be more like this and the should start coming up. So just notice if you start doing that, if their life looks perfect to you and yours by comparison doesn't, these are the shoulds. This is the programming that you don't want to tune into because it's all lies. Your life is different than theirs and you don't even know what's going on in their life. So when you feel the tension coming up that accompanies any of this, including trying to suppress the negative emotions, take a break. Don't push yourself to be the opposite of what you're feeling. Stop listening to the judgment of that, of the programming of others. Stop judging yourself for feeling negative or sad. Understand that all feelings are important and valuable and and even healthy. Even the negative ones, even when we feel pain, it's only then can we self-correct or make the changes that are necessary or learn whatever lessons that we're supposed to learn. We, we need to have these emotions. We need all emotions. You don't want to get stuck there, but you don't want to ignore it either. And it's great to notice the good in the worst of situations. That's great. Don't stop doing that, but allow yourself to see both perspectives, both the good and the bad. Look at the reality of the situation. When you're in reality, you're in flow. In other words, perceive the situation for what it is instead of trying to make it either better or worse. This is when you're going to be in congruence with your most authentic self. This is where things are going to happen in your benefit. This is where manifestation comes from.
when you're in congruence with your most authentic self, this is where flow happens. This is where, this is what allows manifestation to occur. This is where you want to be. So in the grand scheme of life, we need to slow down and we need to walk through these challenges rather than trying to skip around them or pretend that they don't exist. It's in the difficult moments that we discover our resilience and our strengths. So here's to embracing the messy and acknowledging the tough stuff and navigating the maze of life with authenticity and compassion. Honor that well-balanced emotional diet of all emotions and all feelings and a genuine understanding of the human experience. This is what is going to make your life worth living. And this is where you're going to be in flow and you're going to receive the things that are meant for you. Thank you for listening to the Inner Source Healing Podcast. It's important to give yourself the self-compassion that you deserve and remember that your feelings matter. If you want more information or you want to contact me, visit my website at www.innersourcetherapy.com. That's www.innersourcetherapy.com.